The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. And welcome back, everybody, to another edition of Benched with Bubba. This is episode 36, and I will be joined once again by one of my more regular guests, one of my good buddies from thesportsdegens.com. Doc will be joining us tonight. You can find him on Twitter at positive underscore vig. Doc, how are we doing this evening? Excellent, man. How are you? Good, good. Good to have you back. Um, always fun having you because it's not really just a one-topic deal. We can talk a little bit about everything, which is always fun, cover a lot of uh, things coming up. We have the NFL draft around the corner. You just put out a nice uh, free agency piece on the AFC. Richard put one on the NFC. So we'll talk about that. Get into some NBA playoff talk and wrap it up with our favorite, the UFC. But um, let's kick it off with the sure. NFL. Let's kick it off with the NFL. Like I said, you had the AFC piece, Richard, NFC, but uh, you can cover it all. Let's kick it off with some of the winners. Give me some of the top teams that did very well in the free agent world. Um, well, first off, I mean, I, I hate that I'm not, I'm trying to be as unbiased as I can, but nobody can deny that the Patriots just absolutely destroyed the off season and they gave many, uh, to hate them even more if you're not a Patriots fan. Um, but, um, besides that, there were some teams that really made some quality moves. I thought, um, digging in as I've done the past two weeks, um, I thought Miami did really well grabbing Lawrence Timmons. I think he's going to do really, really well in Miami. They finally dumped um, Deion Jordan, um, who I really liked um, at a, coming out of college, but he really didn't amount to anything. Um, just um, going down, I mean, uh, the 49ers, did they overpay for guys? Yes. But did they add a lot of solid pieces to their roster? Um, yes, they did. Um the Brian Hoyer signing, I don't get, but I like the picking up Pierre Garcon. He's a good piece, so even though he's getting getting a little um, Malcolm Smith. He just when it came over from Oakland um, with the San Fran, um, a solid uh, tight end. I thought they did really well. One team I was really, really um, not a lot of people talked about him was the Colts. Colts did really well. They actually took two of the pass rushers from New England, Jabal Sheard and um, Mar- Barcavius Mingo, who I really liked. And I was 
when they when they traded for him, uh, I was really excited. But apparently, he's just is expendable. So, um, uh, let's see who else did they grab? They grabbed the the developing this hunt from Cincinnati. Um, he's still hasn't really scratched the surface, but I think he's decent talent. So obviously they really, really kind of focused on their pass rush. Um, and, uh, so I thought the Colts did really well. I thought the Ravens did really, really well, um, bolstering their secondary. Um, the Jaguars really, really did well. They, they, they lost Prince of Mac- uh, um, Mukamara, however you pronounce his name. They lost Jonathan Cyprian and they lost Tyson Alawalu, their former first round pick, um, who's been with the team say, seven, eight years. Um, and they replaced Alawalu with Calais Campbell. Um, they replaced Mukamara with, oh God, what was his name? Um, Boye from uh, Houston came on last year for the Texans. He was uh, Texans lost their uh, division rival. And then they replaced Cyprian with Barry Church um, from the Cowboys. So I I think Cyprian's a – I've always liked Cyprian. I think – and I've talked to you in the past about individual defensive players in fantasy. Cyprian's always a guy that just racks up tackles. He's a really good solid tackler. Um, the Ravens did really well bolstering their secondary, as I mentioned before. They grabbed Brandon Carr, um, made a couple moves there. I really like what they did. Really good grabbing Alshon Jeffrey and Torrey Smith. I thought they made some moves. That's only going to help Carson Wentz. Um, but, uh, you know, there's teams that – the Patriots actually really surprised me the way that how aggressive they were. Um, getting Brandon Cooks in and stuff. But there's just some other teams that really made some solid roster moves, just building depth, adding depth to the roster. So, um, yeah, those are some of the teams I thought did really well. Yeah, the Patriots, uh, we all know my feelings on them. But um, those, like, 48 to 72 hours where they just went very unpatriot-like, mm. you were, you were like a giddy, giddy kid on Christmas morning. Well, well, I was like a disgruntled ex-lover, and it, it, was, <laughs> it was absolutely horrible just watching. Like, literally, it was like I was getting cucked. I was just sitting there <laughs> watching it happen, and there was nothing I could do. It was one of the worst things ever going, okay, my Dolphins, every year, they basically have to play flawless just to survive in that that you know division, let alone get to the playoffs. And then you got the Patriots who perennially, as long as Belichick's there and Brady especially, Belichick's the main cog, as we all know. As long as those guys are there, they are always going to contend. They were already the favorites in Vegas to repeat. Now they go yeah. out and just – that Cook signing made me furious. Or the trade. Yeah. And then the other signings, they're like three-to-one favorites in Vegas, which if people don't understand in football terms, that's crazy because – Parody yeah. does parody does exist in football. Sure, the Patriots are favorites, just like in basketball. You know, Golden State's kind of the favorite, so you can get them at a good number. But three to one in the NFL is just—you don't see that. You no, don't see that. You're right. You don't see that until like AFC title game, maybe stuff right. like that. Like it's, it's crazy. So yeah. that just goes to show you what they did. 
The Niners, you hit it on the head. Um, what they did, many might critique, but like you said, they have to spend. No one's coming to that team right now. Right. They don't have a choice. And right now, Shanahan's just putting a few pieces together. He's going to go for Cousins or someone else next year, or even in the draft. We might get to that here in a little bit. He's going to build his team, but it's going to take a little time because like Chip Kelly likes to do, he likes to ruin franchises, and it doesn't help that the ownership and play there is a disaster. Um, the Colts, they definitely needed the defense. That's a good call there. Ravens as well. Um, I love seeing the Jags do things because they've been so close. You were high on them last year. They made some good strides. Now they can build on the defense because the offense wasn't really that bad, but the defense was horrific, making Bortles throw like crazy all the time. And um, those Eagles getting Wentz weapons is going to be scary. Um, let's talk about some of the losers because not everybody can do great, even though it seems like most did actually pretty well filling their needs for the most part. What are some teams that kind of, you know, disappointed you? Uh, Houston. 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 Big we have time. a problem. Big time. Yeah, Houston, we have a problem. Um, I think they put all their eggs in one basket with Romo. Um, good for them for getting yeah. rid of uh, – Brock Osweiler, but I still gave them a low grade because they never should have paid him in the first place. Um, true, very uh, true. I just, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't get what they're, I don't get what they're doing. But I mean, I've heard some good things about Savage, so you never know what I mean. But they really didn't make any other moves. Um, I mean, they let their, um, well, something Kareem Kareem Jackson's pretty good. I mean. He's he's I believe that's the other guy, the uh the other corner they have, but um you know, and they still got an JJ watch aging, but then again, Jadavian Clowney, he's there. They still got a solid defense. They still got a lot of solid players. Um, you know, Lamar Miller had a great year. Um, you know, they got some good players, but they just, you know, if you don't have a quarterback in this league, it's quarterback driven league. Everybody knows that. So um yeah. Uh Oh, and then and then the the team that grabbed <laughs> Brock Osweiler, um, Browns are going to Browns. So uh, yeah, I don't I don't get what I don't get that at all. Don't get it. Yeah, Browns are going to Browns. That's the perfect comment with that. That the only thing I've heard explanation wise that you can kind of buy into is they stocked up on draft picks and it's basically contracts just that are going to expire so they can rebuild. That's the only thing I can mm. understand. Yeah. Some people think that the Bears overpaid for Glennon. Um, um, I think it's kind of a wait and see. Glennon does have some talent. I liked him coming out of NC State. Um, and he had some flashes of, you know, flashes of being a really, really solid quarterback in Tampa Bay, you know, the limited time that he did play. So that's kind of a wait and see on them. Um the Bengals, they didn't really didn't do much. The Jets, the Jets have Jets are just really bad. Really bad. They lost Mangold. Um, they let him go. They released Revis. They like uh he went cross town to the Giants. Um that that team just doesn't draft well. I mean, how many times are they gonna draft a defensive lineman? It's but then again, last year they did draft Aaron Lee, who I really, really like out of Ohio State. I think he's going to be a really solid player. But uh, Jets, Jets don't look good. Um, 
Yeah. I mean, that's pretty much it. Uh, from what I, from what I did here, just an, uh, just to add on the Patriots. I don't mean to, to be bench with the Patriots, but, uh, Marcus, uh, Gilligan, Gilligan, the, uh, Buffalo Bills. Yeah. Who looked really, really solid. I guess the Patriots signed him to an offer sheet. So, uh, Hours the match, so that'll be interesting. Yeah, I saw that as well. It's another one that's made me so so happy. Um, just another kick in the balls. <laughs> pretty much, pretty much. It's just the Dolphins. We played for the wild card. That should be the slogan. Um, it the Jets. They are just so laughable to me. I don't know what they're doing. I don't think they know what they're doing. No, it, it's a gigantic cluster. In that place, I, I just don't get it. And you said it; you hit Houston. I, I'm glad you said that because I totally even forgot about the whole. I blocked them out, but that um, they did go all in on Romo, mm. and it's like, and it's like they were left with their pants down. Yeah, it was horrible, horrible. And so you're going with Savage, like you said. People, you know, there's he was good in college, but that was Pitt. So take that with a grain of salt, and. Mm. Uh, but Bradley knows how to coach coach quarterbacks. We know that much. True. Um, then, then again, we said that with Osweiler, and we saw how that ended up. Um, the draft's always a possibility, but uh, Houston, Cleveland, the Jets for sure. And um, you mentioned – oh, Glennon. I agree with you on Glennon. I liked him a lot at NC State, and he did yep. look good at Tampa Bay in the times he had there. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'd wait and see because for crying out loud, Cutler had his moments. Barkley actually looked pretty good for the most part. I, was like, I, was, I liked Matt Barkley the way he looked. I did. I was good with him starting the year with them, but apparently they weren't. I thought he actually earned a chance with that team. I thought he played really well. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it'll be interesting to see. So with these teams that struggled in free agency and obviously the teams that did well, the teams that did well, it kind of stands out. Most of them are playoff teams for the most part. And the ones that didn't aren't. It's a surprise, surprise. Um, But coming up, we have the NFL draft starting next Thursday. It's like a seven day extravaganza. It feels like now Um, anything you're hearing, you know, everyone's talking Trubisky and I'm not that high on him, at least initially, I think he needs to sit and watch. He really never proved anything to me at North Carolina. Uh, North Carolina, not a really good football team. They're in the ACC, and I, I don't know. I wasn't big on them. But um, anything you're really hearing, you know, it doesn't have to be as Trubisky. Just in general, NFL draft coming up next week. Uh, actually, Richard and I just started a mock draft today. Um, nice. And, uh, yeah, I, I'm really, really – actually, you know what? I was actually doing some yard work and I was, I had my iPhone in and you know how I have the college fight songs on with, on my iPod when I do the podcast. Yep. A man, the a song came up and I just started really, really looking forward to football, even though we just started baseball season, but um, yeah. So um, uh, I haven't really heard much. I've heard good things and bad things about Trubisky. I am not sold. Um, it would not. Sh- I mean, I know we're going to see a quarterback go in the first round. Fournette's going to go really, really high. I think he's going to go top five. I really do. Um, I think he's just. 
Um, wouldn't shock me to see him go to Jacksonville. You know, the guy's just so good. The, the only thing is the injuries and stuff. And I just think that if any time he was dinged up at LSU, he just didn't want to play and risk it, you know. Um, I will say this, and I know there's a lot of people out there that agree with me, and I said it, and some people think I'm on crack. But uh, I think that um, – well, let me get that. I think that Patrick Mahomes is the best quarterback in the draft, period. Mm-hmm. I love him. And I tell you what, if they ended up with the Texans, good for them because I think he's the best quarterback in the draft. He's got the – he's just – he's solid, man. Release, um, goes through his reads, arm, good footwork. I th- think he's going to be really good quarterback out of this out of this draft class. Yeah, I believe when I uh, had uh, Alex on the pod, he was big on Mahomes. He liked Mahomes a lot, and uh, yes, so he, he he lives and breathes college football. So. Uh, if you're agreeing with him or he's agreeing with you, vice versa, that's uh, that's a good uh, good backing for a player right there because you guys both know your stuff very well. So Mahomes was, was a special guy. A lot of people gave him crap because he was at Texas Tech and was like playing a video game. But, hey, you still mm-hmm. got to make those plays over and over and over again. So mm-hmm. there's something to be said to that. But we'll keep an eye out for yours and Richard's mock draft. That's always a fun one at thesportsdgens.com. Um Announced today, Tampa Bay Bucks are your hard knocks team this year. Are we looking forward to that or no? Mm. Got Winston, Evans. Deshaun Jackson. Oh, I forgot he's there. Now that could be interesting. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see how that works. But, uh, yeah, they got a pretty good team. Um, they really turned they, – they took a while to – going last year but they really you know they're they're a pretty solid team should be interesting yeah i'll, I'll watch that i'm looking forward to it. one year i'd like to see the patriots we just know that'll never happen because cameras and the patriots that just doesn't work very well uh, yeah yeah <laughs> but, uh, yeah we don't go there <laughs> all right we'll move on to the nba and we'll talk some nba playoffs um they kicked off over the weekend Rock and roll, Warriors are up 1-0. Utah is up 1-0 on the Clipper, but Gobert's out and hurt. You got the Rockets beating up on OKC up 1-0. Spurs 2-0 on the Grizz. Celtics are playing the Bulls right now, and you said they are getting beat down. Washington 1-0 on Atlanta. Toronto and Milwaukee are going at it, and Cleveland's up 2-0 on Indiana. Uh, We'll kick it off. Let's go kind of matchup by matchup. I know we're a little late on this, but we'll get it going. Boston-Chicago, the 1-8 seed in the East. What are your thoughts on this kind of where it's at now, where you see it ending? I think Boston's in trouble. I think Boston's in trouble. I think Chicago's just a bad matchup. I think Boston's in trouble. I don't know. So is this a scenario, is this a scenario where, like, the East is that bad that one through eight are all pretty pretty tight? I think it's just Cleveland and everybody else. I mean, even though Cleveland looked like shit took down the stretch, um, you know, and they rested guys and they didn't care. I mean, the fact that if they got the second seed, they knew the Celtics weren't that good. And before we started tonight, I just, 
Celtics team just doesn't I don't know. They're they're missing I don't think Horford's a good fit. Just just I don't I mean they look good. They have and you know, they're they're a good team, but they're not they're not a number one seed. They're just not they're just not a like I can't I love I'd love to see it. And as a fan, like I you know, I'm hoping for it, but not gonna happen. Not gonna well, happen. To be, to be fair, you guys can't have every championship all the time. So Yeah, that's true. That's true. Let Chicago have at least this round, I guess. What do you got? Uh, Washington, Atlanta, the four five matchup. What do you see in there? Atlanta actually really started coming on strong down the stretch. Um, and they were like a team that you know, they were going to trade. Uh, I can't think of his name. Uh, were they going to trade him? Were they not? Were they going to be buyers, sellers at the trade deadline? Who knows? But a good coach. Bolton has Bolton uh, Holzer is a really really good coach. There's um, Hardaway Juniors had a pretty solid year. Um, Schroeder's got a you know he's a great shooter, but and um, Dwight Howard's actually had a pretty good season, believe it or not. Um, now he's back home, so I would like to see Atlanta uh, do well, but uh, I don't think they're I don't think they're going to get past Washington. I think Washington's just too. Too good. Mm-hmm. Uh, Toronto-Milwaukee, it looks like an interesting matchup to me. I know it's the 3-6 matchup, but two kind of interesting teams, a young a young Milwaukee squad, and you got Toronto. Um, what, are you, what are you seeing on that one? I think Milwaukee can win it. Um, Toronto is just – God, all the, all the Canadian Twitter fans are going to be like, I think Toronto is such a bunch of fakes. <laughs> I just, they just they just are they they tease you and they say you know we are the north and they got drake and all that crap and they have no bench even though they they grab they they suck anything i'm sorry guys they're not, not gonna win anything oh, that's great that's great i love it they have drake and everything that sums it up for you right there don't they have yeah. Bieber? isn't Bieber canadian it's just a so. bad they have nickel back <laughs> we, we can just keep going if you want um, Avril Lavigne. <laughs> oh man, Chad Kroger and Avril Lavigne, you, fucking Canada's you know, finest. You know what I was thinking? Like, and I'm not. I mean, I got, I got on Twitter that you know, I I talk to that are from Canada, and I'm not busting on them. I think Canada's a great country and stuff. But like, do you remember when the Blue Jays were in the playoffs last year? <laughs> like. When they got beat in that series, like, what did Pozzola do? Did he, like, go home, have a glass of wine, and listen to Five for Fighting or something? <laughs> I mean. He probably got on his computer and figured out how the stats didn't match up. They spoke- <laughs> <laughs> Dude, they were so brokenhearted over that, man. So you brokenhearted. Think they'd be used to it now. Yeah. Poor bastards. Now take notes out of some of my team's books. You get used to this stuff. <laughs> Expect the worst, and then when the best happens, you're happy. <laughs> All right, learn. All right, enough bashing. <laughs> Let's go on to uh, – we could do this all night, but we might lose people by now. Um, 
Cleveland, Indiana. You said Cleveland's pretty much good to go. Uh, Evan, yep. who writes for us, previewed the playoffs. He has an easy sweep here. He's thinking the same thing. Yep. Maybe five games. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe Indiana steals one at home. All right. Then um, in the second round, do they reseed in NBA? I always get that confused. No. No, they do. No, they yeah, do I know they do an Okay, so you got Bulls and Washington. Who you got coming out of that one? Washington. Washington. And you got Milwaukee and Cleveland. I'm assuming Cleveland again. Cleveland. Cleveland, Washington. You got Cleveland in the finals? Sweet. Let's move it on to the Western Conference. The Golden State Warriors, Portland Trailblazers. The Warriors um, asserted their domination, I'd say, later in game one. Mm-hmm. Do, we, do we see this one going pretty, pretty easy? You know what? And this this series really, really intrigued me a lot as the the team that can compete with Golden State and healthy. Their center, um, Nurkic. Nurkic, um, the guy they got from Denver mid season. Like ever since they got him, man, they they played really, really well. And Nurkic just does well there. I think if he was healthy, I think this would be a very, very not a very, very, very close series. Maybe it's, I, I honestly, when Nurkic was healthy and they were playing really well, I, I just you know I told 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 some people that I talked to, I was like Portland can can beat Golden State. They're built to beat Golden State. And I mean, hell, they've done it before, but. No, not going to happen. Not this year. All right. Now, this one was intriguing until Rudy Gobert got hurt. But uh, Clippers, Utah, with Gobert out, does, do the Clippers just kind of handle business now? They should. They should roll tonight. Um, they should roll tonight. If Clippers is just one of those teams that just – they have a lot of the talent. They have the outside shooting. They have the inside presence with Jordan. And uh, Blake Griffin, they got a lot of talent on that team. It's just can they just can't put it all together. I don't know. I just don't get it. Like that, that seems to be a yearly problem with them. They get to the they get to the dance and then they just fall apart every year. It seems like Doc Rivers done lost his voice already. Oh Jesus Christ! After one game. <laughs> oh, oh no. All right, yeah. Houston, Oklahoma City, the battle of the MVPs. James Harden, Michael or Russell Westbrook, not Michael Jordan. Russell Westbrook, he's playing like a, the best player in basketball. Houston, mm-hmm. OKC, yeah, Houston, moving on here. Yeah, and I really feel for Russ, man. I was rooting for that guy all year, and guy never runs his mouth. He just, you know, and you could tell that the whole KD thing really got to him when they were playing. Time he's mouthing off half court, but you, you just gotta love that guy, and you know, they really feel for him. But uh, he's had a great season. Um, but uh, yeah, Houston's just the deeper team. Yeah, it, it's it's tough to be Westbrook. The stuff he did this year was just insane, absolutely insane. It was like you knew a triple-double was coming every night. Like in DraftKings, you paid $13,000 and you just built around it somehow. It was that yep. stupid. You did. It was that stupid because I can't remember where I was listening or reading or something. At one point late in the season, I think the winning lineups in like the main like 3 or $4 tournaments 
like over 60% of the winning lineups all had Westbrook. Yep. You just had, you had to have them. Yep. Um, it's like the old baseball thing, fading Coors in the long run doesn't pay off for you. Fading Russell Westbrook doesn't pay off for you. Seriously. <laughs> but um, it's a shame. Like you said, I do feel bad for him because it's him with like four clowns running in circles. Right. Uh, just not fair. The, yeah. the fact that the, the fact that the six seeds impressive. Yeah. I mean, I like, I like some of the pieces they have. I like Cantor. Uh, I like Ennis Cantor a lot. I like, um, and I think, I think he's going to fit in well there. It's just going to take him some time. I think he's going to be – he's going to fit in pretty well, but it's going to take some time. All right. San Antonio's up 2-0 on Memphis. San Antonio going to walk away with this one pretty easy? Unfortunately. they um, Memphis got absolutely robbed last night. They should have won that game. All the the calls – Spurs got all the calls. It was that. And I guess um, the coaches ran – Memphis's coach, his rant this morning on uh, driving in. They got they got worked. I watched I watched uh, some of the game and I was like, man, this is this is bad. Yeah, can you uh, enlighten me? I saw little bits and pieces, but what exactly went on when he kept saying like something about no data or something about data? Yeah, something. Well, the fact that. Um, the the number of fouls called compared to um fouls called on Memphis compared to Memphis got no fouls called. They oh, they were they went to the line like to the line more than the whole Memphis team. I oh, think. Wow. It was really bad. That is very, very bad. But that's the NBA for you. Yep. Was was Tim was Tim Donahue refing? No. <laughs> no. Because I was live, I was live in Sacramento for that Lakers Kings game, and you could feel it. It was just wrong. Yeah, it was horrible. But uh, okay, so you got Golden State Clippers. Who do you got going on? Be a fun series. That would be that is a fun series, but uh, yeah, you gotta go with you gotta go with the Warriors. And then Houston, San Antonio, the Battle of Texas. You have a free shooting club. It's a little more disciplined uh, defensive team, but the Spurs showed they could score pretty good this year if they wanted to. Mm-hmm. So, um, what do you like in that one? I'm going to go with Houston there. I like that because I'd love to see the next matchup. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you think it's just because James Harden is going to put up 50 a night, or they just have too many weapons? I just think they have too many weapons. I think San Antonio is old. Yep. Eventually, eventually that other shoe has to drop on them. Correct. Eventually. Yep. Okay, so Golden State versus Houston. Now that's a hell of a matchup. That'd be that's the one where you hope it goes seven games, just for all the entertainment values. Yeah, I hope it goes seven games. Probably Golden State wins that, but uh, Houston's going to push them to the limit. Houston can compete with them. So we have a rematch of last year's final. If all goes right, Golden State Cleveland. Does Golden State blow another three-one lead? Do they not have a three-one lead, or do they actually win it this time? Uh, is KD the answer, basically? Man, I like Cleveland. I like Cleveland in that series. And nice. the thing is, I don't think Kevin Durant has the big shot in him. Nope. I think he chokes. 
I can see that. If he had the big shot, he, he would have stayed with Russ for one because they had something great there, and that means they would have been really close. But he left for a reason, I think. Yeah. He, he didn't want to do That's the dirty work. And uh, I think uh, I think Cleveland matches up pretty well with him. I mean, last year, yeah, you can say what you want about the Draymond getting getting uh, the, the 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 technical and getting suspended for a game, but Cleveland took over. So I, I'm going to go with Cleveland. I think they're going to hit their stride at the right time. I don't think they peaked all year, and I think they're the time they hit Golden State. So. Um, I'm going to go with Cleveland. Everybody might might think I'm fucking nuts, but whatever. No, I can't argue. They've shown what they have. The um, very balanced team. You you have the best player in all of basketball. That's always a plus. Um, and Golden State, if it's like the old Duke theory, if they're not shooting well, they're getting blown out of the gym. The thing with Golden State is, man, they're a super talented team, but they have no rim protector. Yeah, and you know Draymond, if that series happens, or even the ones before that you've talked about, he's going to lose his shit at one point in time, if not more, and something stupid's yep. going to happen. You just know it's he, – he's like a little two-year-old on the frickin' jungle gyms that can't control himself because his swing's being taken. Yep. It's just – it's stupid. Yeah, it is. But um, real quick for you on something else, I got a little um, PV today. Um, what's your thoughts on Grayson Allen staying in college? <laughs> I had to bring it up. <laughs> you know, I, I hate, hate him I, with a passion. I fucking hate him. God damn it. It, it. Isn't it so Duke to have another, this is no racist at all, another white guy sticking around for like his eighth year? Where the fuck is Bevo? Where the fuck is Bevo? <laughs> oh, that's um, how I found out about it. I was oh, working and got a direct message from the man. Jesus fucking Christ. Who, who cares? I, 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 I fucking hate that kid. Like, but you know is. what? He needs to grow up, so maybe it'll be, maybe it'll do him some good. But oh, because if he would have he would have pulled that shit in the NBA, he would have been curb stomped by somebody. Yeah, yeah. What's his name? Would have he would have been like Rudy Tomjanovich back in the day. <laughs> uh, if those days still existed. That'd be great. Um, awesome. Wouldn't it be awesome if Bill Lambeer played with Grayson now. <laughs> played against him. Just if the bad, him right in the jaw. Just the bad boys. Get the bad boys out there for one game. Oh on, man. On, on Grayson. That'd be great. I'd pick, even if it was like even if it was like the Duke teams of old against like UNLV. Yeah. Get yeah. a shit kick. Yeah he would. <laughs> yeah, he would. I'd love it's it. just such a different animal these days. You know what the thing is? Like like uh Duncan, like I, I feel so bad for him because because my hatred of Duke just grew throughout the whole season. I said one time we were in a, we were, I was like, I fucking hate Duke. And he was like, why? <laughs> I was like, because I, like, I fucking hate him. I fucking, hate, I fucking hate Duke. Yeah. It's nothing personal. <laughs> it's nothing personal at not all. A, not at all. <laughs> it's, it's like when the Cowboys are doing well or the Yankees are doing well. It's like you just hate them. It's just how it yeah. works. Yeah. So glad Duke is that team. So glad South Carolina beat him. So glad. It, it, it was amazing. That was just outstanding. <laughs> Couldn't have happened to a better team. Yeah. Um, back to the NBA talk, because we could talk Duke hatred for hours. Um, the MVP, pretty much in my eyes, unless I'm missing someone, it's Harden or Westbrook. I'd go Westbrook just for the craziness he did, but Harden was pretty damn impressive as well. Um, 
do you have another option there, or is it one? Of, is it just one of those two? It'd be, it's got to be Russ. It's got to be Russ or Harden. You can give it to either or. I don't care, but it's got to be Russ, man. The guy's triple double, man. It's fucking and you know you hear you hear a lot of these talk shows about like way for him to get a rebound. I, I don't give a fuck. Give it. Where would OKC be without him? You granted, you could say that about Harden. But OKC would be like seriously. But, but that's the definition of an MVP, so that makes total sense. Yeah, it's it's got to be Russ. It's got to be. Yeah, I'm all on board with that. I have no problem with that at all. I was just wondering because I've heard a lot of late rumors, probably not accurate rumors, but late rumors that um, uh, Harden was making a push. So I just wanted to see your opinion on because you watch it. A little more, definitely a lot more than I do. So I was just curious. Hey, you know what? Look at it this way. If Russ doesn't win the MVP this year, he's going to be even nastier next year. So, Oh, it's going to be scary. I wonder – you might know. If you don't, it's okay. How much longer is he in contract in Oklahoma City? I think one more year. After oh, that team's going to be a disaster after he leaves. He's not sticking around for that shit unless, uh, they, spend some, unless they spend some serious cash. You know what, though? The thing is, they draft really well, and I think Sabonis will turn into a good player. I think that – I mean, they've always drafted really, really well. And they have Oladipo, too. That was a great trade. Oladipo was a good, good trade. Um, I think they're going to be a – I think they could be a solid team if, if McDermott pans out is inside with Cantor and Adams. I mean, they, they do have a solid team, but um, I'm rooting for them. Yeah, that'd be fun to watch. It's the beauty of the NBA. Too bad they're on the East. Um, yeah. <laughs> okay, so anything else, like any big surprises or disappointments from the season that kind of stood out besides the obvious, like Russell Westbrook just triple-double craze? Uh, anything that really stood out good and bad this season? Um, well, um, I think we touched on it earlier. I, I think Horford's just – Al Horford with Boston has just been – doesn't work doesn't work and um, I think the way Cleveland handled their like being the defending champions I think they've I don't know what it is but it's almost like LeBron doesn't have the whole team like you know there was that incident with him and Tristan Thompson where he called him out on the court or something and and then he said I gotta be bigger than that or whatever but um, I don't know, man. Uh, yeah, I mean, my main disappointment was probably how bad Al Horford fit in with the Celtics because I, I just didn't like the signing in the first place. Ultimately, disappointed because just, just I don't know, but just didn't didn't fit. He's just not a good fit. The ultimate. Surprise for me, well, James Harden played side of the ball. I thought, I thought he really grew as a player this year. Played defense, becoming a real leader on that team. I thought he a lot of growing up this year, and he's become like – so good for him. Okay, cool, cool. Let's move on to one of our little bread and butters, one would say, the UFC. 
and they are busy as always. We had the uh, 210 podcast a couple weeks ago. You've been writing uh, solid, solid stuff for the upcoming cards. Last week, we had UFC on Fox 24. But before we get into that, you hit me up with a text that I almost drove off the road in excitement. I thought I couldn't be more excited after last night. I was pretty freaking pumped. And I know it's not official. Johnny Jones still has to accept it. And Cormier will probably pull his, his vagina along the way. But Dana White said, John Jones, title shot, UFC 214 in Anaheim. If you've li- if anybody that's listening to this has listened to our preview pods, I flat out told Dougie, who lives down that way, if the ki- fight card is good, I'm coming down, we're getting tickets. Mm-hmm. That makes the fight card good. They could have 12 other amateur fights from Invicta. I will drive down <laughs> for John Jones versus Daniel Cormier. They should put what the- are your thoughts on this? Does it actually happen? First of all, if they if they do make that fight and you and Doug are going, I hope they move the Betch Cahaya Holly Holm fight to Anaheim. <laughs> Just so oh. Dougie can see his favorite fighter. In person, live, of course. I I think it's gonna happen. And I ultimately know what's gonna happen to Dan uh, to DC. From what I hear like prison rape? From it's gonna be bad. It's gonna be bad. Yes. Jones yes. From what I hear, like he's talked about it. He's really, really been working on his jujitsu a lot. He's going to make Daniel Cormier tap. He's going to make him tap or he's going to choke him out or do something. He's going to make him tap. He's not going to want to knock him out. He's going to want to make him tap out. That would be. That my, is my prediction. I can't wait because if, like I said, if people listen to our UFC pods, and I know a lot of people do, and we appreciate that. I hate Daniel Cormier. I just like the as a fighter, he's a good fighter. Don't get me wrong. Yes. But just his persona makes him so hateable. It's unbelievable. When he first started, you could like the guy. But it's like mm-hmm. WWE, he turned heel so fast and has embraced that role that John Jones, a guy that is has been in DUI hit and runs has had a Scarface epidemic and now he takes steroids is still loved more than jo- than Daniel Cormier. Yeah, because <laughs> because John Jones doesn't run his mouth and Daniel Cormier thinks he's like he's a hey, hey, Lance I believe Lance tweeted it uh after the DC fight. He's a paper champ. He's not the real champ. He's a paper champ and you know, and he acts like the thing. The thing that pisses me off about DC is he talks like he's already beaten. Or has, but he's like, "You come get my belt." Well, that DC man, come on, let's get real. And you know what? John Jones will embarrass him. A point so to embarrass him because I will tell you what. The only, the DC, only concern, I, the only concern I have. I'm sorry, but I had to say this because. He uh, when Jones came back after his hit and run and fought yep. um, OSP, Prue, he looked shitty. And he I know he's I know he's taking this way more seriously. He already mentioned the jujitsu. He's keeping his mouth shut. He's been training the whole time, even though he's been suspended. Mm-hmm. He's not sitting on his ass getting fat. 
Um, he's, he knows this fight's on the agenda, and he's been getting ready for it. It's like the longest fight camp anyone's ever had, basically. Yeah. Yeah, he's going he's gonna to come in and work D.C. And Anthony Johnson flat out quit. I mean, he not only did he tap, he just known that the R word was even, you know, very. I wouldn't even. I wouldn't have. I actually probably would would have maxed that fucking DC. Yep. That's I thought, fucking horseshit. Whatever. I thought. I thought the same thing when he announced his retirement. I was like, where the fuck was this ahead of time? Because yeah. I already, I already know your head's not in it. Because if you're not thinking retirement, if you think you're going to win, right. It's that simple. Uh-huh. So you tell me in a title fight, you're already planning your retirement because you're done. Oh, that was just frustrating. That was worse than the towel weigh in where he lost three pounds in thirty seconds. Yeah, that it's was like that was that was horseshit too. That was horseshit. That was fucking that was bullshit. Un- yeah. But yeah, another reason to hate Daniel Cormier. Um okay. Let's recap UFC on Fox 24. Another great free fight card. We talked about this real briefly at the end of the last pod. Your write-up covered a ton of this. Their free cards are almost better than their pay-per-views most times. And this free card on Fox, I didn't see the fight pass stuff. You always watch those or usually watch those. But I saw the prelims. I saw the main card. That main card was awesome. Mm -hmm. Um, And the prelims weren't bad either. Dimitri, we'll start at the top. Dimitri is just a bad, bad man. Yeah, bad, he's, he's good. He's, he's on, he made that look so. Yeah, he he he's on another level. He's really really good. And it, Dana, and it, yeah, he's he's just good. Like I'm looking at the thing right here. 134 total strikes to 18. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Jesus, Jesus. Like Joanna Jinchetchik, Joanna Champion, puts out a lot of volume, but that is crazy. Absolutely crazy. Yeah. Um, Dana mentioned Demetrius is going to have a shot at uh, multiple uh, titles. Where uh, I missed it. Is he going 145? He's. I think eventually he's going to fight uh, Cody. <sighs> Cody, I wow. think, because I think Cody's going to beat Dillashaw. So, um, yeah, I think that's going to happen within the next two years. That'd be a great card. Um, Rose, Doug Rose, we talked. It was funny. We talked earlier in the week against the, 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 hottie, the hottie mama, Watterson, and we both were big on Watterson. Mm-hmm. And then you, you started doing your deep dive like you always do, and I, I wake up to a text one day and goes, the text from Doc, seriously, it's always – I always have to de- – first off, I have to decipher Doc's text sometimes because <laughs> – he like sends them like I already know or seven sentences into the conversation. It was just like Rose looks really good. I think I'm going to be on Rose. That was like yeah. basic, the basics of the text. And yeah. he's on the East Coast. I'm on the West Coast. I'm waking up to this text. And I couldn't change my mind in um, our tout master deal. But you made the right call because she was spider monkey like we were talking about. What are your thoughts on Rose? She looked really good. She looked really good. I just thought uh, I looked into it more. I watched more of her fight with uh, I know she was going to come back better. And simply the fact that she was just bigger than Watterson. Watterson used to be an atom weight. 
and she had like a three inch reach on her. Um, and I know that Rose was working, working like she, I know she was putting on more muscle. She was just a bigger fighter. I mean, Watterson, it just, it just something clicked in my head. Like of all the line didn't make sense, but then it did. And then I just looked to and looked into it more and more because yeah, I mean we were I was thinking like yeah this is going to be a Watterson's fight, but then I just looked into it. I'm like, well, Watterson's going to beat her. Does it hit hard? She hits, but she didn't. She didn't knock knock girls out like she's. Uh, so it it was pretty clear for me. Yeah, and the more I thought about it, I was busy. I should have changed my decision, but. You started getting my my wheels turning in my head, and I'm like basing most of my thoughts on Watterson beating up Paige Van Zant, and I know how bad Paige Van Zant is. So I'm sitting there telling myself, "God, Van Zant's not any good," but Watterson looks so good in that fight. And Rose, the last time we saw Rose, she just got abused. But um, yeah, damn impressive. But I think we're on the same page here, unless I'm wrong. She's likely going to get the winner of Joanna's fight, which should be Joanna. Um, Joanna, to me, is basically the Demetrius Johnson of the women's division. Um, Mm -hmm. Is Rose going to have a chance with Joanna? Sure. Yes. She she will. I think think she'll have a chance. I think Andrade has a chance if she can get her down. A very, very powerful... And if Andrade can pick her up and slam her down and take her very big, he's very big for that division. Take her somewhere where Joanna's not comfortable, then we'll see. But getting Joanna down is so we'll we'll see. That's that's going to be a really good fight. That's a good point, though, because um, who was it Joanna faced as a fight or two ago? A little more of a wrestler than a than a, than a stand up fighter, Claudia Gadelia. Gadelia and Gadelia looked really good for the first couple rounds until she kind of gassed. Yes, uh, and, and then Rose just put on a punching clinic. But the first two rounds, Gadelia, I think she was up two zero going around three. And Andrade's, I think, is very Andrade's like the strongest straw weight. I think. Hmm. Uh, so point. we'll see. I'm yeah. looking forward to breaking that bad boy down here in a few weeks. Yeah. Uh, one of the great ones, we were both on this doggy. Too bad we didn't have a unanimous pod pick on this one. But we were all over Robert Whitaker, over Jacare. We love Jacare, but there's just something. We, you say it every time Jacare is in a fight. You pretty much take the dog because Jacare leaves the chin exposed. And one Robert Whitaker found it multiple times mm. and finally got him down. What I want to know, do you think they stopped it too early? Because Jacare looked like he rolled over to kind of defend himself. Yeah, and I don't know. It was really, it was really, I don't know. <laughs> it, it looked, it looked, it looked a little off. I mean, the, the stoppage kind of looked a little weird, but made up pretty bad. I mean, look at his face Remember? after the fight. So it's like, yeah. eh, he wasn't gonna, he wasn't gonna beat Whitaker that night. No, no, Whitaker was beating his ass. But the only thing I'm thinking, it was so late in round two, if he's defending himself, like kind of rolling over in position, and it gets to round three, Jacare is so technically talented that a submission's easily in the cards. When I thought when Jacare initially went for the, uh, 
and had him down somewhat, but Whitaker, you know, scrambled out of it and got out of that, you know, got out of it and got got the fight back up to standing. I knew that was Whitaker's fight. I think Jacare right there was like, oh, shit. Well, it comes back to the point is Jacare, it was either Jacare or Romero. And we we pretty much say Romero's the number one contender. But um, Jacare, did, he had everything to lose in that fight, and he lost it. Mm-hmm. Um, odd taking that fight, but he got his big fight deal also. Maybe that's part of the deal. So he was happy he got paid. But uh, mm-hmm. be interesting to see, does Whitaker go and face um, – What's his face? Rockhold next, and you know that gets the winner of the Romero Bisbing fight because I think Bisbing, like we kind of think, is going to beat GSP. A lot of things to happen because, as we always say, they're wasting that division, and now Whitaker's right there in the rankings of wasted away. So, well, I, I will. I will say one thing. This I was actually uh, when I was cleaning the kitchen tonight because I think about things when I clean the kitchen about UFC fights to make about Robert Whitaker. That's the one. That's an interesting fight. That's a very interesting fight. I mean, Gaslam smoked his way out of two twelve. So, um, but that's another open fight. I think, I think ultimately Whitaker is going to get rockled and he'll knock rockled out too. Yeah, I agree. Whitaker is up and coming. I like what I see there. Um, the last card on the main card, Heathen Stevens versus Renato Mociano. Um, split decision. Very interesting. I got annoyed by Mociano dancing around all goddamn fight. You can see Stevens was pissed off about that too. Mm-hmm. Uh, who do you have winning that fight? I had Mocano. I bet Mocano to win the fight, and I had him. I scored it with him winning the fight, uh, 29-28. Yeah, it was tight. It was very tight. I could, I, I, I couldn't argue with either either score. I thought Mokiana did did more as well. But um, mm-hmm. when I see fighters running away, if I'm a judge, that just turns me off. That's yeah, just but he got the better of the exchanges, though. And True. And True. He, he and like I said, I tweeted it out. He fought a very smart fight. He's not going to – Stevens – I said Stevens has to respect. He has to respect the fact that Moicano is not going to go toe to toe with him, because not many in that True. division will. So hey, he smart. He fought a smart fight, and that was it. Yeah, no, definitely, definitely. Um, speaking of the undercard, anything that really stood out as big things? I'm not going to go through every fight, but uh, a lot of good fights. Hell, there is nine cards if you count the fight class, uh, fight pass prelims. Um, anything that really stood out? Um, Volkov looked decent against Roy. It's really hard to look impressive against Roy unless you knock him out because he yeah. just comes at you and whatever. Um, oh, look, looked good, but you really can't say much about that because Williams was putting his hands on his knees like towards the end of the round. We'll see. Duke and Wall look pretty good, though. But yeah, that's that's pretty much that's pretty much the gist of it. All right. Well, we got um, 
fight this week, another free fight as we like UFC Nashville, fight night Nashville, I should say. Saturday night, one of the worst headlining fights I've ever seen. Uh, Cub Swanson, who I like a lot, somehow, you know, if you suck Connor's balls long enough, they keep taking care of you at the UFC. Artem yep. Lobov is maining this fight. It's on FS1, prelims are on FS2, and you got some fight pass prelims. You're going to have your little deal like normal that's going to cover a lot. And, like, it's funny because some of the other cards on the, on the main card are outstanding. I'd actually prefer any of the other five probably over the main event. Yeah. But uh, what are you kind of looking at? And, like I said, you'll have more later. But what are you looking at on this one? Um, the first one that really caught my eye, I've actually started digging into it. Um, I started digging into it today. Um, I bet Diego Sanchez plus 325 against Iaquinta. Um, Iaquinta's coming off a long layoff. Um, anytime I can get Sanchez above plus 250, I'm going to bet him. It's almost like an automatic bet. But I think I think Sanchez can beat him. More active, of course. Um, I Iaquinta's pretty good pretty good fighter, but he hasn't been in the octagon. I mean, you got to question the desire. How often, I mean, does he really want to be in there? What's he doing this for? Really? Should I, I acquaint to be really be laying minus four twenty four hundred minus four twenty five, whatever it is like, no. So uh, Diego was a no brainer for me. I mean, I looked at the, I mean, I looked at some fights and stuff, but, two years it's like really yeah that's pretty bad yeah i, I realized it was I realized it was that long yeah uh, and then um the cub swanson artem lobov fight unbettable unless you want to take swanson inside the distance or whatever um i'm really just kind of like really really getting into it um dustin the dustin ortiz fight looks pretty good i might be on ortiz um. So, because the, the lines were just released today, so uh-huh. I'm just getting into it. But uh, no worries. Ortiz looks good, I think, and um, but he's a little chalky. And Oops. then um, yeah, and then um, but Diego's a. I think Diego's worth a worth a. You know, whatever you want to put on a plus three twenty five dog. So I I bet him. Okay, guys. One last thing on this fight card. I want to let everybody know. Watch the prelims on FS2. Those are Definitely. four really good fights. Yes. I just I, I didn't realize. I, was, I saw some names. Jessica Penny, for Christ's sake, almost made the fight pass prelims. She's a talented fighter. You got Holtzman. You got that Ortiz fight you mentioned. And then Dallas Leite's against Sam Alves. That's going to be a good one. That's, yeah. I, I think I think Alvey can win that. I agree. And... Um, there's one fight in there's one fight on the card that I'm like tempted tempted um it's um Delima against OSP like I OSP has looked like dog shit but Delima Delima Delima's like oh god he's so I think Delima has the talent I just if he can like put it all together. I mean, he just leaves himself open sometimes. Yeah. So we'll see, but um, Dodson and Wyland looks good. Joe Lozon, Joe Lozon. 
we'll see. It's going to be, it's, it's going to be a really, really, it's, it's a lot of like, it's just a lot of good fights. I mean, I think, I think the way someone, the way someone phrased it best, I heard, I think was, was something I was listening to last week about the, the Kansas city card. It was basically Nashville. It was like a horrible main event. It's not a horrible fight. It's just a horrible main event. Yeah. But the rest of the card's really good. And looking at it, it's a phenomenal card. But it's like all fights with really no ramifications. Right. Yeah. That's basically like a, no, no number one contenders. Really not a ton of like up and coming guys that are going to make that next big leap. It's just a bunch of guys that have been in the game and really good looking fights. I, I didn't yeah. realize it was that good until I just looked at it right there. That's a really good card, actually. Ellenberger's probably going to get knocked out, too. Well, you know, the end's got to happen to these people eventually. <laughs> yeah. like, it's just a sad fact. I know I sound like a complete prick, but it's just the sad reality of the situation. Yeah. Um, and then we got UFC 211. We get we actually get like two weeks off after this weekend. It's a miracle for the UFC. Miocic Dos Santos will we'll have your pay-per-view preview on that one. Don't you worry about that. Um, I wanted to bring up also, I didn't put it on the outline, but – Half the stuff we've talked about hasn't been on the outline, um, which is fine by me. The Ultimate Fighter kicks off tomorrow night, season 25, Redemption. You got Cody Garbrandt and Dillashaw as the coaches. I love The Ultimate Fighter. I'm pretty sure you watch it. Yep. This looks outstanding. Like the last season with the champions was really good. Mm-hmm. Um, this one, if people don't know the thing Redemption, think what Redemption means in the Webster Dictionary. These are past Ultimate Fighters that are coming back to get back in the UFC, essentially. It's pretty cool. Like This like, is a great this is, this is like a bunch of Tim Elliott's. Yes, and Tim Elliott looked great. Yes, he did. Yes, he, You know what? Oh. And uh, out of all, uh, my when I did my UFC on Fox right up, I previewed that fight. I thought the fight was totally mislined. I, I actually picked Smolka, believe it or not. I picked and him in town last because of the line. Yeah, that was my only loss on the on on, on my write ups. But, but Smoker made it interesting, though, for sure. He did. He made it. He had a couple chances there. He definitely did. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, and if you if you guys watch the Ultimate Fighter, it's at ten Eastern, seven Pacific tomorrow night. But before it, they're doing the twenty fifth anniversary special. It's a two hour special covering all the Ultimate Fighter, basically the best moments and everything. That should be pretty cool because there's been a lot of awesome stuff. If it wasn't for the Ultimate Fighter, I truly think the UFC would not be where it is today. I know it's yeah. probably a that's probably a pretty easy statement, but if you have not seen the Forrest Griffin Stephen Bonner fight, like looking back on it now, it's actually a pretty shitty fight, kind of. It's just too like that now. Oh, back then, I remember exactly where I was watching that fight. Like I know exactly where I was. Yep. Yeah. I did. I saw it on TV. They had it on like a month or two ago, and I laughed, going, "Wow, where the sport has come now!" Because that fight is actually pretty bad compared to where we are now. Well, I mean, I mean, we've talked about it. Like, I think we've talked about it in like other bench with Bubba's and whatnot. But like, oh, compared to back then, it's just like it's just like oh, yeah. it's it's crazy how MMA has evolved. It's it's absolutely crazy. Mm-hmm. Well, you think about it, that uh, weight class, I, I believe it was like the season after was heavyweights and Rashad Evans had to make heavyweight just yeah. to be on the Ultimate Fighter. He wins the Ultimate Fighter, then obviously he fights at 205. Um, Griffin, I 
he spent time at different weight classes on that first season. That first season's like a Hall of Fame of UFC. Seriously. The fighters, the fighters on that first season, even like Josh Koscheck, all these guys that had great careers in the UFC. Yeah. Insane. Like, yeah. even if you guys want to go back, watch season one. It was awesome. Um, yeah. I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, so I'd recommend it. If you haven't seen a lot of The Ultimate Fighter or you're just a fight fan, TiVo it, whatever, but check out that 25th anniversary special. That should be pretty awesome. Um, Definitely. And the fights this weekend, I'm pumped now. I didn't realize the card was that good. Yeah, it's really Uh, good. Really, really good. Well, that covers everything we had here, but I can BS all you want. Do you have anything else you want to talk about? Any subjects on sports or TV or movies or anything? I don't give a shit. Uh... Well, let me ask you this. Okay. Top three surprise teams this year in baseball so far, even though it's early. So far. Okay. Yeah, it's early, but uh, there are some. And even though I expect them to falter mightily, especially with the injuries, like I just recorded in around the bases about three hours ago. Um, right. The, um, you still have to be impressed with a team like uh, – the, the 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 twins. Yeah, I am thoroughly impressed with the twins because yep. if anybody has listened to any of my podcasts, multiple podcasts, other people's podcasts, that is my team. I basically had a hard on to say you guys are going to suck this year. Like it's like Happy Gilmore, you will suck, you jackass. They <laughs> were, they were, and I still think they have a chance to because right now they're flying high on like Hector Santiago and. Um, God damn, what's Mr. Dreadlocks that had his 50-game suspension? I'm blanking all of a sudden. Uh, Santana, Irvin Santana. Yeah. They're flying high on arms like that. They're pitching great, uh, but they're more like third starters. But those bats, if Paul Molitor knew how to, to run a lineup and get Maller out of the way, and they're doing all this with Buxton hitting like a buck 20 at the best, um, it's impressive. They are playing good ball. I like what the Reds are doing, but they'll falter as well. But uh, they're playing good to start the year. I'll say that much. Right. But um, the Diamondbacks. Yes. Scary. Tori you liked them. You were big on them. Tori Lovello. I'm telling you, he's a difference maker. Yeah. And, and the biggest thing, I saw them in person last week. I had good seats. I, I'm big on Robbie Ray. I got to watch him and – his, he's all about location because he likes to paint corners, but he has great strikeout stuff. If he can figure it out and Miller looks better and if Granky can just stop throwing batting practice, they'll be okay. But the biggest thing with them, like I was telling guys even at the game that night when they're like, why are the Diamondbacks playing so well? I said, look at the top two guys in their lineup, Pollock and Peralta. They were injured almost all of last year. Yep. Those two guys are all-stars. Like... <laughs> That's big losses. At least Pollock's an all-star. Peralta's a fringe all-star. Like, yeah. it's it's big stuff. So, there's a lot to like, a lot to dislike. I could, like, yeah, I could talk baseball for hours. But um, it's fun. We're in week three already, which is crazy. But um, it, it's nuts. It's rocking and rolling. You guys might get David Price back pretty soon. you got to be excited about that. Yeah, um, maybe. <laughs> yeah, I know. That, that's Mo's feeling on it as well. I, we, Mo and I both still think he's having surgery. Yeah, I we, wouldn't be shocked. Wouldn't shock me. Like he's throwing on flat ground. He threw a bullpen. He might throw a rehab pretty soon. When he starts finally airing it out, we'll see how that elbow is. Yeah. Um, 
I, uh, I've been, can I, is this just let everybody know? I don't know if everybody knows the, uh, the whole thing last year when I said that um, I had just posted Jen's like a little while before. And I said, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm probably going to take baseball season off and then out well. <laughs> so, that, that, that never worked out for you. Yeah, that didn't work out. Um, but uh, is uh, we're talking about the, you were talking about the twins, uh, Sano, Miguel Sano is going to be. He's a monster. He is is um, walk last night from a one-two count. Mm-hmm. The plate was just ab- – somebody told me about I saw a tweet about it. So I went back on MLB.tv. Uh, Actually, I got, a, I got a military discount on that. Outstanding. So paying, uh, yeah, I got like – I got like – being a veteran, I got like – oh, God, like 40% off. Well, there you go, people. If you're a veteran and you listen to Bench with Bubba, get your MLB TV on. Seriously, man, it's like unbelievable deals. So, um, it's like a sore dick; you can't beat it. So, um, <laughs> so, uh, so, uh, so, um, but I, I went back and watched, just watched that at bat, and it's just amazing, like how much he's grown in this short a time. He's a special player. He's going to be a very, very good player for a long time. Yeah, he was one of my guys I was huge on. I was big on him last year, and you could say he was a letdown, but he's young, so I kind of like, oh, okay, he'll be fine. He was, like, he still looked like his hard contact rate and that stuff. It was still outstanding. Um, yeah. And he's come out. And like I said in the preseason, the biggest thing that I loved about this year is he's back to third base. They put him in a whole new position last year. He's not an outfielder. Have you seen the size of that man? Like, give Seriously. Me a- Break. He's a third baseman, a first baseman, or a DH. That's it. Yeah. Very simple. Important. So he's back where he wants to be. Um, the sky's the limit for him, I'm telling you. And the best thing is when Maurer's contract's up in a couple more years, you can slide him over to first. Um, yep. He He's a guy that's going to be really nice. I like him a ton. Um, yeah. <laughs> what do you think about Panda this season? I told – I told Mo and anybody else that wanted to listen, if he's healthy, he's not a bad ball player. Um, yeah. He's a headache, the headache at times because he's extremely streaky, like really streaky. Yeah. yeah. Um, so he's a headache, but he plays better defense than you think. He's like he's a 500-pound fucking monster over there. <laughs> but he can move a little bit. I'll give him credit. And um, But when, when it comes to hitting, he's a great hitter. And he's just streaky. You're just not going to get 30 plus home runs. You got to get that through your head already. But he's going to get you doubles. He's going to hit you like 280. And in that yeah. lineup, that's plenty good. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. No, I um, he's been hitting the ball pretty well. I mean, mostly home runs anyway. So I think he went yard again tonight. Yeah, because I uh, I took the Red Sox tonight. They were plus 150 something, and I took them. So there you go. They're up seven to four. <laughs> So I where's will, your disappointing? What's the that? Blue Jays? Oh, there's your disappointing Blue Jays. Done. Huge. Done. As Dan, as Dan Plesak said last week when they lost, when they were like one and nine or whatever, he already said their season is over. Yep. And I'm starting to believe it now. So Pizzola is already drinking wine, listening to Five for Fighting. 
Yeah, I think he's buying the new cow, a new cowboy straw hat that doesn't have a Toronto logo on it for his <laughs> NFL periscope. <laughs> um, so one more thing I will add, and I will, um, I would uh, encourage people to watch or listen tomorrow to the Champions League game, Barcelona against uh, Juventus. Um, if, if you haven't checked out. Francesco's write-ups on the sportsdegens.com. They're um, especially his Italian. Holy crap! Yeah, if you want to make if money, you've been telling, <laughs> yeah, if you've been if you've been telling his Italian Serie A, and I haven't because sometimes I'm just busy. But that guy is just he is really really good. But big um, bets. I think uh, I think they did pretty well today. Um, but. Barcelona is down zero to three on aggregate, and just like they were down zero four on aggregate against uh, Paris Saint Germain, so now Camp now face Juventus, and they have to win nothing to force extra time. Let's see what happens. Be very interesting. That should be wild. That should be wild yet again, just like last time, like you said. I remember Twitter like exploded when that happened. Oh crazy. my god! And I know not. I'm not the biggest soccer fan, but I mean, uh, you know, I played a lot when I was a kid and whatnot. Champions League, I love it. I love Champions League, and Duncan will tell you, I love Champions League parlays when they're in the group stage. Love them. Right. <laughs> yeah, no, that's something to watch. I I went to a PSG match when I was in Paris with my wife a couple of years back. I told her we're going to do the, the the honeymoon, but we we were going to Rome and Paris. I said if there's a soccer match, I have to go. It's, as a sports fan, I have to go to a foreign soccer match. Absolutely, absolutely. PSG was playing. We checked it out. Ibra was there still. It was awesome. Like literally one yeah. of the coolest experiences of my life. It was bananas. And um, yeah. I recommend it to anybody, but uh, yeah, check it out. I, I enjoy watching soccer now. It sounds silly, but it's a fun, fun sport. It really is. It is. It Too bad is. USA sucks, but that's a whole other yeah. story. <laughs> yeah. I know. Can't win everything. So uh, that, um, yeah, man, that's that's all I got for tonight. <laughs> cool. oh, that's great. I have fun. That's why I love having you on because you know certain guests, and this isn't a gripe on other guests, but it's like we have the outline. We got to stick to it because we have a lot this, that, or the other. But we have a rep, a repertoire or whatever they call it, and a rapport. <laughs> and rapport, uh, yeah. rapport. That's the word I was looking for, not rapport. Uh, rapport, and we can just talk about all kinds of shit. So I appreciate it. It's fun. No uh, problem, man. Thanks for definitely. joining again. It's, you're like definitely one of the most regular guests I have. It's like your fifth one or sixth one or something. Out of thirty six, you're like you're batting pretty high up there. <laughs> um, that was awesome guys check doc out at positive underscore vig he has his afc free agent uh grades richard had his nfc they're working on their mock draft you can look up last year's on the sportsdegens.com lots of good stuff uh, they go back and forth and draft it's really really cool they're doing it all like on message right now and then they'll type it up later it's a really cool deal and um check out francesco's stuff it's out there Check out DFS Golf Gods Jesse's uh, weekly DFS. It's freaking crazy. He um, fire fire super fire. super good super good. I, I pick his brain a lot. He's so intelligent, 
and uh, a super nice guy. Like he said on pods in the past, if you guys have questions, hit him up. He has no problem helping you. Um, yep. So check it out. But check out thesportsdegens.com, at thesportsdegens, and more and more stuff to come. But, Doc, again, thanks a lot, man. I appreciate it. No problem, man. My pleasure. Thank you. Yep. This was Bench with Bubba, episode 36. We'll catch you guys next time.